Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This episode of Born Ready to Pod is brought to you by Bet Online. There's no short of, of action going on with our partners over at BetOnline.ag. The sports world is slowly making its way back with the NBA announcing its return in late July. But right now, UFC, boxing, NASCAR, and international soccer have all resumed play, and BetOnline has the best odds and lines for their upcoming games and matches. Need more? BetOnline has simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC happening live every day for devout gamblers to check out. BetOnline also offers hundreds of live casino games, poker tournaments, and the best props in the business. Visit betonline.ag on your computer or mobile device and join now to receive your welcome bonus. Betonline.ag, your online wagering experts. Boys, it's Jeremy W. Miller. Welcome back. Hey there, fans. Oh. <laughs> Technical difficulties there. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of the Born Ready to Pod podcast. Uh, I am Chris Cook, and joining me here today, uh, once again, Eric Hawk, Jake Light. Today we're doing something a little bit different. We're doing video podcasts for the first time ever. Um, so what do you guys think about this new setup? We got first test that we're running on this thing. People are going to see our faces. It's a little, it's a little awkward, but I've got to say, Jake, your hair is just—it looks phenomenal. I appreciate that. Um, it is a little awkward. I'm sitting. I came to Chris's house to record, um, and so I thought I could sit in the living room while Chris was in his kitchen, which is roughly like seven feet away from each other, and uh, it, it did not work out well. So I'm sitting in his wife's spare bedroom. Uh, and uh, I'm just kind of chilling out. Granted, he wanted to go to the nursery first. Like, he wanted to go sit, like, with no seat or anything. Like, he was just going to sit on the floor. Yeah, I was. Um, but because I felt less weird hanging out in a nursery where there's where there's no kids rather than your wife's spare bedroom. But I was wrong. And now I'm just sitting on this bed and just kind of hanging out. Yeah, I said you should just go in the yard, and that way when your hot takes, you just are screaming at your computer, and then all the neighbors can be concerned, and maybe we can get the cops called. <laughs> that would be a good video conference. I'm sure Chris and his HOA uh, president would love that. Yeah, they don't do much around here, but anyways. All right, this is what – we got really one topic here today. I know we got some around the association, but we'll start it off Victor Oladipo. I have some notes here to go over, but everybody kind of knows the backstory on this, so – I'm just going to open it up. First things first, your thoughts on it. I'll go through my notes, um, and you just tell me what you think, what you want to get off your chest based on uh, everything that's came out over the past week. Yeah, Jake, why don't you start us off here? Uh, I, have a lot, I have a lot of thoughts. I'm not exactly sure what Chris is going to say with his notes. Um I think first, the first thing I want to say is I disagree with Victor Oladipo's decision to sit out. Um, clearly, um, this is not a situation where he wants to stay home because he's going with the team in Orlando. Uh, this is not a situation in which uh, he's scared to get hurt because he's practicing five-on-five with the team in Orlando. Like, you could very easily get hurt in practice. Paul George got hurt in a, in a USA scrimmage. Like, it, it bothers me 
more that Victor has decided that th- this is really probably, our, it sounds stupid, like people probably don't agree with me, but this is our best chance uh, for, I, I think this is the best chance for an NBA title, honestly, as weird as it sounds, because there's so much up in the air. Uh, the Bucks are one Giannis positive COVID test away from not being good. Uh, Boston is really young. They haven't proven they can win in the playoffs. Uh, Philly never does anything in the playoffs because they don't shoot it very well. Like, this was probably uh, the Pacers' best chance to win. So from a strictly uh, how I view Victor standpoint, um, I disagree with his decision. I'm not so mad at Victor. Um, and, I'll, and I'll go into it after I let you have uh, your initial thoughts too, Hawkeye. Not so mad at Victor. I'm more mad at local media um, and local fans. Um, and I'll go into that, like I said, here shortly. But uh, Victor made in my opinion, a very selfish decision. Um, I, I feel like that is, I'm not mad at him for making the decision. He is doing what he thinks is best for him personally. But it's selfish. He uh, He's leaving his teammates high and dry. Um, he came back this year. Uh, reports at the beginning of the year were that the, the Pacers wanted to give him $40 million a year for the next four years, coming off a terrible knee injury. And he felt like that, that was ludicrous and crazy for them to even offer that. Okay, so there's some bad blood. We can act like there's not bad blood, but there is. And uh, he thought that, that that offer was ludicrous from the Pacers. He goes on to be a subpar this year when he came back, which is fine because guess what? He was rusty. He hadn't played in a full year. Everybody else is playing at high levels, and, and he's not able to. So I get I get it that he, he was going to be down. We said it on the podcast several times that he was not going to come back the old victim. Fine. Okay, but what he's doing now is he's making a selfish, selfish decision because he knows that in order to get the contract he wants, he, he can't play the way he did at the beginning of this year. So either A, he's more injured than we thought, okay, and he's, he's really not right, which is not good because obviously he's supposed to be our franchise cornerstone. Uh, B, he's doing this very selfishly and he's planning on leaving the Pacers and he knows he gets hurt, he's not going to get the money he wants elsewhere. Or C, he there's just straight bad blood, and it's not good. And the fact that he didn't tell the team or his teammates that he, he was not going to be playing before Shams kind of put that out there, that's a very bad sign, not only uh, for the Pacers, our fans, and Victor Oladipo. It's, it, it's a bad sign in the organization because we pride ourselves on, on being competitive 24-7 and, uh, you know, trying to be inclusive. And the Pacers have been out front on a lot of these Black Lives Matter issues. They really have been there at the forefront. You can look and see when they send stuff to pay other teams. Like, we are an organization that prides themselves on communication and structure. And what Victor did really brought that into question. I have a lot more stuff to say, but I, w- I want you to talk about We got a whole show here, so you got tons of time to give your thoughts. I gotcha. Yeah, I'm going to start with this. I just think Old Depot is the most significant player sitting out for any team I've seen thus far. I mean, he's definitely more significant than Trevor Ariza. There's an argument for Bradley Beal, but they're not even close to contention. So, and Old Depot's reasoning for not playing doesn't really make sense. You know, like you said, there's a piece that is missing from the puzzle that we have not that we are not being told. One, he did not tell Nate or any of the players he wasn't playing, and the t- two, this is the way I like read it, the team could have used a spot for another rostered player, if I'm not mistaken. Is that right? Uh, I think they would have to cut somebody. I don't know the specifics, but uh, maybe they could have. I don't know. But let's just let's say they could possibly do that. <laughs> so let's just say we could. So, so he pretty much screwed us in a three-week playing of games where, where depth is going to be really important. So there's definitely a conspiracy to be had and talked about. When, when he played this as well as anyone could have expected leading up to the stoppage the Pacers did. We were well above 500 when he returned, and we watched him struggle through some bad games to start, but I honestly thought he was getting better. In those last four games, he averaged almost 20 points a game, and, you know, he kind of looked like he, the pick-and-roll was working. His first game back was electric as hell, so we're definitely a better team with him out there. There's no question about that, even though the injury coming back and everything. So there was a conference call with Pritchard last week saying that he was the healthiest he's ever seen him. You know, Oladipo made it seem like he was going to give it a try, and then, and then something happened. And he had some of these weird cryptic comments about wanting to be a brand more and, like, maybe his thoughts were elsewhere. And, you know, he really just wants to get paid at the end of the day. So him not playing and risking the injury 
it comes down to the money first and then you know hurting the team is is not even you know a thought that he's considering like you said so did he have another ski accident maybe there's some kind of ski accident we're not seeing here what, what do you think about that I, uh, so that actually, uh, what, what you're saying there with the ski, I actually want to pause that because that, I'm going to bring that up when talking about kind of local media, local fans. So I love the segue, but I really do want to hear what Chris has to say. Uh, I know so before before I toss it back over to Chris, I know Chris was not um, Chris was not the biggest proponent of the league coming back. Like, uh, like I just want the league because I just love sports, like injected into my veins. Like I'm, you know, I need it. Like I, I have to have sports. Like just, I'll do anything in the world to watch the Pacers play. It, it, and Chris went at it more like, who gives a shit? It's, uh, you know what I mean? Like who, who cares? This is not that important. Um, it, it, I think Chris thinks this championship doesn't mean as much. So before Chris gets started, I think it's important that, our fans realize that Chris might be looking at it, or he's probably looking at it a lot differently than somebody like me who just loves sports because I do. So, Chris, what do you think about the whole situation? Uh, like your overview of it before we really start breaking it down? Well, PSA, I mean, we haven't had sports for what? Since March. So, April, May, June, July. It's been four months. Um, the other part of me, too, is I'm having a kid in five weeks. So how much time am I really going to have to watch sports? So that's a personal thing for me. Uh, but anyways, yeah, I, I, I don't think I'm, wow, excuse me. I don't think coming back is a good idea because let's say uh, they play a couple games, then LeBron James gets the coronavirus. League's over. They're not playing anymore. Um, and then the whole, like, they just – I mean, they can say you quarantine for two weeks, whatever it is. There's just so many rules. Shit's going to hit the fan at some point. There's not going to be – it's not going to go smoothly. Life never goes smoothly. Uh, I'm trying to buy a piece of land right now, and I tell you I've had about ten hiccups when I thought it was going to be a quick, easy process. And that's a lot simpler than running an NBA league. So um, I know this is going to have its hiccups. It's not going to go as they expect. And then you're already at this point. You're in July – you're going to push back next season. I mean, what are we doing here? I, I, I'm, I'm kind of, I, I just, I'm against the NBA coming back. I think it's going to be half-assed basketball. Um, a lot of these players, they're coming back. Who knows how out of shape they are. I mean, these games just, I don't know. I just, I'm not excited for it. So that's why I wasn't as mad about as you guys about Oladipo sitting out. I just, I have no excitement for these eight games and whatnot, especially when we've heard the Pacers say and other teams say our goal is just to go there and get out. Like, they're literally just doing this for the money. There's no other reason to do it. And, yeah, I, I mean, they got to get paid. The players got to get paid. The NBA's got to make money. But, like, I don't know. So that's my two cents on that. I, I'm good with waiting another three or four months and starting the season back up later in the year, having a fresh season, just doing it all over, because I think this is just going to be a whole – whole cluster. So anyways, on the old depot situation, I wasn't as mad about that like I said about you guys. I completely understand where he's coming from. Financially, I get it. I mean, look back to the lockout season. I think it was 2011. I don't know the reported injuries, but there were several guys who came uh, came into that season and that extra time off coming back to play later there were significantly more injuries that season. So I can see what he's saying from that standpoint. I was I was initially rubbed the wrong way when I saw the report. And the thing that made me the most mad is not the fact that he decided not to play. That's fine. Um, the, the, the fact that he didn't go and tell the team or his teammates, or excuse me, the, the front office or his teammates, the coaching staff, whatever it may be, nice hat, the fact that he didn't tell any of those guys before this got announced, um, and then you he, you see these comments about him wanting to become a brand, that's just – I don't like that at all. I, I don't like it. Um, I, being the leader of the team, if I was a teammate on that uh, with him, if I was you know on that coaching staff, I would be, I would be pissed because he kind of just went behind their backs and you know had some random – not random guy, but Shams just tweeted out and say he wasn't playing, so – that doesn't make sense to me how he went about that. Um, I don't like that at all. Um, and 
I, I know we're going to get into this a little later, but financially wise, I understand that part of the move. But like, if you had to offer him a max contract right now, would you do it? I wouldn't. No. Like you said, he's only played fifty-four percent of the games he's played with the Pacers. I don't think that warrants, you know, a, a max contract with one good season. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy. I definitely want him to stay, but just looking at it like that, I don't think it's worth it. I there's no there's no way in hell I pay Victor Oladipo the money even close to what he wants. Um, I, I I have a hard here's where I have a hard time because like you guys know me really well, obviously. Like if you if you told me right now that we were gonna meet in a random court and we were gonna play tiddlywinks. Like, I would try to kick your ass in tiddlywinks. Like, I'm going to put my whatever tiddlywinks gloves on, and I'm going to try to put your ass in it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I'm sorry, but that's just me. And so, if I, you know, if I was a GM or if I was a coach, I want, I want, I want guys around me that just want to win. And um, I'm not saying Victor doesn't want to win. That's stupid. Uh, but he can't, he's can't, this is a personal decision. I'm, Victor, you're fine. Like, make that decision. Like, dude, that's you. I, I'm completely, I understand. Like, this is saying financially, I get it. Somebody will pay Victor Oladipo if he comes back up. But to me, he's showing his true colors. Even Victor Oladipo at 80% or 90%, he helps the pensioners immensely. Like, I just can't imagine. Uh, like I just in my head I can't imagine not being there for my teammates and I certainly couldn't imagine not telling them or letting them know to be a sham and like I'm just so competitive myself like I've cheated in a mat league like to win in mat you know what I mean like how stupid is that like I'm, yeah I just I can't I can't fathom not wanting to compete like I I I'm itching. I'm itching to get back to high school sports. Like being an athletic director that's not coaching. Like I'm itching just to go back and try to like watch wins for something I care about. And that's that's what bothers me about Victor. And I think him showing colors like this. I mean, this means when it comes down to it, once he gets paid, like what's going to happen if he's like tired one game and just wants to like sit out, or it just seems like a very slippery slope to start. Especially considering he's talking about all this grand talk. And I love the Mass Singer. I did. I thought it was great. I was so happy he was on it. But now, like, looking back at everything he's saying, like, he wants to be a brand. Like, that wasn't just him showing off his singing skills. That was him trying to go out and, and brand himself as something more than just a basketball player. And I get all these NBA guys are more than players now. Like, everyone's doing their, their social justice stuff. Everyone's doing their commercials. And, like, I'm all for that. But at the end of the day, you're a, you're a, you're a basketball player. And so when when it's time to play, I feel very strongly that Victor Oladipo should be on the court right now. I understand, like Chris said, I'm not even so mad at Victor as I am all the local media people and, and some of the fans that are just ignorant and they don't understand what's going on. But, again, I will hold off on that. But as of right now, the question, would I pay Victor Oladipo max contract? Absolutely not. And I would have to see something crazy, and I would have to hear him talk about this decision. And I guess I would just have to be around him in the building every day to know whether or not I could ever trust to get him a max contract. Are you getting any Paul George vibes at all? Because that's been thrown around time and time again. Yeah, I, I do, actually. Um, and when the whole Paul George thing started happening, I like when it first started, clearly, like, after a year, it was like, okay, this dude's trying to get to L.A. Like, he's trying to get to L.A. Like, I get it. But it started out with, why would Paul George leave? Like, we've given him everything. we built a great team around him. Uh, he's a hero. Like, fans chant his name. He's the number one jersey seller. Like, he's got his own shoe. Like, why would he leave Indiana when we're giving him all this? Right? That's the same thing. Like, when you talk to fans or if you've listened to any of the local media, and the fans just been saying, well, Victor's not going to leave. This is his home. This is yada, yada, yada. Like so, well, if he's if this is his city, like you know, if this is his city, 
why isn't he repping us when we need him the most? Like, why isn't he... If this is his city, if he truly believes that, then why is he not letting his teammates know that he's not going to play and the management know? Like, why? I just don't... I just get a lot of bad vibes on. I just... This, this seems like the beginning. It's, the beginning actually was in the offseason when they offered $20 million over the next four years for a total of $80 million coming off a catastrophic knee injury that, he, quite frankly, he's not back from. And the Pacers were willing to, like, give him that insurance and he, like, acted like it was the worst thing in the world. Like, this this is starting to feel like that slippery slope of Paul George to me, anyway. What, what do you, you think, Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Do you think they should have offered him more? Or do you think 20 is fair? Because I could see how he could be somewhat offended. But, I mean, it's only a first offer, you know? I mean, that's negotiation, I feel like. I, I think... Uh, I, and I want to hear what Chris has to say, obviously, about this whole thing, too. But I, I think that for the Pacers, they came in. You're never going to come in with your best offer, right? Unless it's a max player like LeBron and you're like, here's the max. Structure it how you want. You're going to get your money, right? Victor's not LeBron. Victor, at this current stage in his career, is probably a top 35 player in the NBA. Maybe. Maybe. We don't know for sure. We don't know. So I, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt and say he's a top 35 player in the league. $20 million seems fair. Like, I'm not saying if I was Victor, I would have accepted it. But if I'm the Pacers, not knowing how he was going to come back from this knee injury, like, that's a risk for them. Uh, and to be honest, I'm guessing they didn't really think Victor was going to go out and tell everybody what their offer was. You know what I mean? Like, it's a first offer, like you said, Hawk. And I think it was fair for the Pacers, and then once Victor scoffed at it the way he did, they probably did shut down contract negotiations because they thought that they were kind of doing him a favor. If money's so important to you, dude, $20 million, I mean, a year, I mean, I don't really feel sorry for you. <laughs> like, you're some, like, your knee was just literally obliterated, and you're supposedly in the city you want to live in for the rest of your life, and you got offered $20 million to rep that team and be the team leader forever. And you scoffed at it like you were smacked in the face. Like, I personally don't get it. Um, I get why he said no, but at the same time, I get why the Pacers offered that. Chris, what do you think? Um, that's kind of moving into my next point about the, you know, the discord, supposed discord between him and the front office. And I feel like the front office has been nothing but supportive and, you know, the coaching staff too. They've been supportive in this process for him. And, I mean, I've pretty sure on occasion Pritchard has said that he's would willing to pay Oladipo whatever it takes. So I don't think that they, I, I don't know the specifics of that $20 million offer. I think they were willing and have always been willing to pay him whatever they want. They've said in the past, there's only one untradeable player on this team and that's Victor Oladipo. So I, the front office has been supportive of him. I don't understand where this, you know, tension would be from, but the thing that's telling to me is Jay Michael, uh, his, uh, article in the Indy star he said not only that he wants the most money possible obviously that makes sense because this is probably his last big contract that'll take him to like you know age 35 or something like that but he also wants the chance to win big in the playoffs um and so i'm not really sure what that means especially since people have mentioned the the knicks as an option and that's i mean you're not going to have any chance to win with that opportunity but um the chance to win big i think the pacers front office has done a great job of putting pieces around him. Obviously there's a lot more work to do and you know, the team owner, uh, Simon, he's, he's got to be willing to pull out that checkbook and maybe go over the cap at some point. But like Pritchard's done a good job with what he's had. He's, he's got two young centers and Turner and Sabonis who knows if they can play together or not. That's a subject for another day, but like you could trade one of those guys for pieces you got TJ Warren, who's having a great season. You signed Malcolm Brogdon, so like you paid him twenty million. You've locked up these two guys in Turner and Sabonis, and I mean you just have all these pieces. You got Aaron Holiday, a young point guard off the bench. So like there's pieces in place. Obviously, that's not. I don't think it's a contending team, but they're a piece or two away from you know making some real noise. And so that's what I don't understand. And and it's like you said, he's he's called this place his city. He's went to IU. I just don't know where all this is coming from. I, I feel like if he left the Pacers, I feel like his career would be over. 
because he wouldn't have the type of support he has here in Indiana from the fans. And I just don't I, – I, I kind of see it as being like a Lance Stevenson situation. <laughs> when he's not on the Pacers, he doesn't perform as well. I don't know if it's that dramatic, but I, I agree. There's no other place that would love him the way Indy does, unless he went somewhere and won a title instantly. But I'm just going to continue off what you were saying because I think a lot of fans and people are like actively voicing their frustration. We have to remember, it's only been a handful of teams in the finals, what, the last decade? One man took eight of them to the finals. And the Pacers, on multiple occasions, were the closest to beating that man. To say we are never going to win or never going to compete, I just think is dumb. I mean, when healthy, the teams of the last almost decade, other than, you know, that 09-010 team, you know, and the year after that, we drafted an all-NBA type guy. You know, and we just kept it rolling. And then we traded him for two all-stars, kept it rolling again, competing against the best teams. I would consider us a second-tier contender, especially this year. I mean, Clippers, Lakers, and then the Bucks would be the top contenders in my And then we were right there in the second team. I think any other team we could compete with. And, you know, they've had – the front office especially has made some – some great moves. I don't think we're not trying. I mean, other than TJ Leaf, I think we've done great strides and great things. And I'm not an excuse guy, but I mean, the bad luck has been real recently. And, you know, the first round exits are annoying as hell, but to say we aren't competing isn't true. You want to add on to that or are you just going to sit there? <laughs> I'll do you talk. Uh, okay, yeah, I'll go. Yeah, I talk. 24-7, and I don't stop. So I was trying to let you go before I just go off. So sorry. Yeah, so uh, talking about signing the extension, also another reason. Uh, so by not signing the extension now, he sets himself up to make more money when he's a free agent. He can get the most money possible that way. So that's also a reason why uh, he was probably pretty hesitant to sign that. Um, and don't forget the Pacers do own his bird rights. So that means they can pay him more than any other team and they can go over the cap to do so. So um, the Pacers can pay him more than anybody else. Um, I think they've put they, they've shown that they're committed to winning. They've Like I said, they had all these young guys. They brought in Malcolm Brogdon, a solid point guard piece for the future. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I don't know what else he wants, but as we're getting kind of back to that subject of max contract and things like that, Hawk had mentioned earlier – uh, when he was wearing, you know, his second hat of the day, was uh, he's only played in fifty four percent of regular season games since coming here. So I don't know a player that's worth a max contract that only plays in half of your games. Um, and the Pacers, and I saw I saw online today like an option would be, you know, that uh, he's not willing to to. To commit to the Pacers after this season, maybe they look at trading him um, when the season ends uh, between now and December. So maybe they look at making a deal at that point. Maybe they do a sign and trade next season. And maybe I'm just blowing smoke up of everybody's asses. I think everything works out, and he probably stays. I'm leaning towards that. I don't think this is as much as a Paul George situation as people are making it seem. I think Victor's way more humble, way more down-to-earth guy. I don't think he's got those Paul Jorbs vibes that we all got. So I think this is just, you know, Pacers fans are just getting those signs again. They're like, oh, my God, we just went through this three years ago. Um, I think they see, you know, kind of they think the writing's at the wall. But obviously some weird stuff going on. I'm not going to lie, stuff that makes me mad. But I think we all need to just relax. Okay. That's okay. a very bad perspective of you. It is. Yeah, that, that was very And if he does leave, guess what? It'll all work out. The Pacers have made the playoffs how many times since the 80s? Everything will work out. We'll get somebody else, and we're going to be a 4-5 or five seed and get swept in the first round. We're going to always think we're going to contend. It's going to work out, baby, so don't worry about it. Um, the Pacers will always find a way to be mediocre. <laughs> I, got a, I got a question for you guys, and I, and I want to – and maybe, you know um, – I might know. <laughs> I, I just want to see what happens. Hickory's on for me to talk. Um, I, I'm not really a conspiracy theorist, as you guys know. Um, <laughs> I'm pretty straightforward. Uh, but if I was a conspiracy theorist, 
it wasn't too long ago, and tell me if, if you don't kind of look at this sideways. Do you remember a couple weeks ago when Paul George brought up the whole Pacer thing again, where the Pacers weren't willing to go get the best power forward in the league, even though he had everything worked out for them to do so? Do you guys recall that? Yeah, Anthony Davis. Yes. Then, conspicuously, now Victor is not going to play. And you didn't tell anybody. He let it go through the media. He let it go through Shams. If I was a big conspiracy theorist guy, I think that maybe Paul George kind of paved that way for Victor Oladipo. Uh, That's a way, when Paul George says that, that makes everyone kind of think like, oh, wow. You know, now not us, because we actually know what's happening with the Pacers. But the average national media fan thinks, oh, wow, the Pacers must be idiots. They could have got Anthony Davis, and they didn't want to do it. Okay? So then, a couple days after that, all this discord with Victor Oladipo pops up. And now the national media is like, man, I wonder what's going on with Indiana. Like, why why won't they treat their superstars correctly? And so it just seems very odd to me that Paul George is still talking about the Pacers, A. Because he's obsessed. No correlation. I See, I, I don't know that there is no correlation. Why would you bring that up and then all of a sudden a couple of days later discord with our best player again? Because we're bored. It's quarantine. People are just talking. Like I saw today on a debate show. It was either first take or the Skip Bayless one. They were talking about, did LeBron make the right move with the decision? That was 10 years ago, and they're debating. This is why This is why I'm pro the NBA coming back. This is the only reason why I'm pro the NBA coming back is because maybe we can just get the LeBron and the Michael Jordan arguments down from 20 topics a week to like 10. That's all I'm asking for. Not a chance. Right now we're talking about the decision. Something happened 10 years ago. These guys need sports bad. Um, but yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I don't get, that's, I follow a lot of conspiracy theories. I don't follow that one. You think if Paul George wants to get Victor out of Indy to like team up in Sacramento or something? <laughs> no, that, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying like, obviously there's bad blood with Paul George in the front office. And I think if he heard, like, all, we can act like all of these guys are super competitive with each other and... I thought Victor was like that. Like, that's why I loved him so much. I thought he was a superstar. Um, I, th- I thought he was a superstar that really competitive. But, um, like, PG, like, what what, what does he have to gain to talk about the Pacers? It just seemed very out of place. And I get he's obsessed with his own image. But, like, you mentioned that. If he, if he knows Victor is having these thoughts and feelings and he knows that that's going to drop, that just makes Paul George look even better in this situation for me, I guess. So maybe it's not about paving the way for Victor to say all this stuff and make the Pacers look bad, but if he knows that that, that news is going to drop, well, it makes sense that he would say, man, the Pacers treated me, treated me really badly, and look what's getting ready to happen with Victor Oladipo. Uh, that's all I'm saying. I, I don't think that that's crazy. I don't think that it's, you know... Uh, George Bush uh, doing 9-11 crazy. That's all I'm saying. All right. Before we wrap up Oladipo, I got a couple more questions here before we move on to the Around the Association. But to wrap up the Oladipo topic, percent chance that Oladipo is on another team in 2021. What's your percentage? Mm, I'll say 30%. I think one-third it could happen. There's only a one-third chance. Oh, okay. Um, I have one more thing I have to get on my chest about this before. Uh, sorry, I'm laying down now. On that um, but I think that there is probably a, I would say, 50% chance. I think that's a coward's way out. But I think it, that at this point it is 50%. I, I, I think he could see himself leaving. And uh, if you would have told me at the beginning of the year that I would have said that, I'd have been pretty hurt. So I'm going five. Five percent. Five percent. Chris is a sheep. He's a sheep. Going five percent. I think it's all smoke. 
I don't believe anything I see, and I'm just an optimistic person. So five percent is what what you're getting from me. Did you just say that you're an optimistic person? Yep. <laughs> Being an almost dad has changed me. Okay, I have to get this off my chest. I'm sorry, Cook. I know you want to get through around the association. Oh, I got I two more things say, before then, so you better hustle up. What'd you say? I got two more things I want to cover real quick before we get to that, so you better hustle up. Oh my god. I I just want to say that if you're if you're one of those Pacer fans that are calling in on these local radio shows and like you're completely you're completely backing Victor Oladipo. Are you docketing right now? You're docketing. What? Are you docketing right now? I don't think so. Just keep going. He's docking. He's about to dock at us. Go ahead. He's gonna dock dock at us. Go ahead. Did he make this point? I don't know. Dockich is just always t- Dockich is just always talking down to these little blogger boys or whatever. So, I mean. Oh, I, oh I'm not going for the blogger boys. I'm going after the actual fans. But if you're calling in, um, it's like the same thing when Andrew Luck like retired. Like it was like, oh my gosh, Andrew Luck retired. Oh, this is so sad. Um, initially, like people were booing, but then it was like, oh, Ryan Jensen was so bad. And, like, they back these guys, and what it does is, it just, it, it's so soft. Like, it's just, like, we're so soft. Like, your franchise quarterback quit on you two weeks before the season, and you guys weren't outraged. I was mad. I was not, I was not on the, I love Andrew Luck train by any means. But you weren't calling into radio shows, like, backing. Like you, you, you are one of the Colts fans of like two middle fingers. I know this is a easy read to tell. Two middle fingers, Andrew Luck, and you moved on. Exactly, Hawk. But like, listen to this tweet from Bob Kravitz. Like, this is the epitome of why America is where it's at. Okay, you want to talk about non-competitive? And I know Bob Kravitz is an old white guy who he's just this. I'm fat to mind. But it says if I'm one of Dick's teammates, I just picture like him like crying, like. If I'm one of Vic's teammates, I'm thinking I might get lost on the way to the airport July 9th for the trip to Orlando. Yeah, they played well without him this year, but who wants to make that kind of commitment when you have a pretty good idea you're going to get bounced to How about this, Bob? How about the millionaire athletes go and play the games they love? How about they go and be competitive? How about we go and try to win basketball games, Bob? Maybe that's what they want to do. Maybe the commitment, Bob, is the fact that they're in the NBA. If you're thinking that, maybe the commitment is, hey, we're all playing together. I don't, like, what do you mean? You know, you have a pretty good idea you're going to get bounced early. Well, why do I even play the season at the beginning of the year? Because I have a pretty good idea every day of the year the Pacers are going to get bounced early in the playoffs. So why even play there, Bob? I don't, like, and then people are, like, reaching flying on this, and I can't even go through them all because I know you have other shit you want to talk about, but I, they're, like, they're just, they're backing Victor Oladipo. It's a bit, it's, it, it, it's just, he's not feeling right. Like, what do you mean you're not feeling right? He just had three months off. You're telling me he's not back in good shape yet? Like, okay, if he's not in good shape, what is he doing? Again, I'm not mad at Victor Oladipo, but he's, I feel like it's the same people when I was li- like I had to listen to all the Andrew Luck stuff about oh poor Andrew Luck this poor Andrew Luck that it's like what do you guys have to do your your quarterback quit on you your franchise quarterback that was supposed to be uh, first ballot Hall of Famer that's all I heard about forever all right, stop bringing up yeah it's bad. all right we're gonna move we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna move on from that all right I paused it real quick that's enough talking from you on this subject um. So what we're going to do now is to keep this, you know, we got to keep this like at an hour. You lose people's interest after a while. You can't do like three hour podcasts. Anyways, um, I want to go over to this next subject. Being an Indiana sports fan sucks. You ready for this? Yes. Yeah. So since. Let me change my hat. All right. Go ahead and change your hat. I'm ready. All right. Since 2011, I got something for each year here. Uh, 2011. Obviously, the biggest thing in that year was the Peyton Manning injury, neck injury. Had to quit playing. I had to, uh, I think, about a month or so before the season, they signed Kerry Collins. He plays, gets hurt, gets hurt, and then Curtis Painter for the entire season. 
that year also as well, you have the Kawhi uh, being drafted by the Pacers, even though yep. technically you can say he wasn't. Um, but anyways, it's on here on the list. 2012, Peyton Manning is cut by the Colts, and uh, he goes on to sign with the Broncos and win a Super Bowl. Uh, also, Ryan... Do what? Who they draft in 2012? Andrew Luck. Okay. We'll get to Luck. Uh, excuse my dog barking in the background. Uh, Ryan Grigson was ho- also hired that season. Uh, in 2013, the Colts traded their first round pick for Trent Richardson. Ugh. That's the worst one that we're going to yeah. hear today. 2014, we had the Paul George injury. And Lance Stevenson left the Pacers for the Hornets, both in the same month. Um, 2015, we had the embarrassing punt play, the worst play of all time the Colts had against the Patriots. Uh, I believe it was Griff Whalen, and I can't remember who else it was. Um, And then also that season, uh, Luck got injured, which was kind of the downfall of his career uh, with that lacerated kidney. So... Uh, 2016, there wasn't really anything too terrible, but I put on here that the Pacers signed Al Jefferson, who was like 45 years old, to a three-year, $30 million contract. <laughs> pretty bad. That was pretty much where Larry Bird was like, okay, you know, I'm just, I'm done. Um, 2017, uh, Pritchard's first season, Paul George demands a trade, goes to that softball game, says he wants to win a championship in Indy, then he demands a trade. Uh, also that season, the Pacers drafted TJ Leaf. Oh. Um, 2018, we started born ready to pod, which is a good thing. But like literally one week, week later, uh, Lance Stevenson, his team option dot, got declined and he left the Pacers. <laughs> Terrible timing. Uh, 2019, Oladipo got hurt against the Raptors. Uh, and then Andrew Luck retires. So just a double whammy there. Um, and then now we have uh, the Oladipo uncertainty in 2020 on top of everything else that's happened in 2020, along with the fact that back in March, Lance Stevenson was going to sign with the Pacers again, and then coronavirus happened and they had to suspend the season. So, I mean, that is just 10 years of just pain. Something we know all too well. And as Jake is also now a Cleveland Browns fan, I mean, I'm sure his is just as bad as ours. So we can all just kind of wallow around in our misery together. Yeah. Imagine if we had a baseball team. Like, that's that's only the misery of two sports. It's true. We haven't even talked about how bad the Indianapolis Indians have been during that time. I mean, we haven't even dove into that. Or the fever. The fever. They made a finals and they lost. Oh yeah, they the did fever. win. A, hey, but the Fever did win a win a final, so they're the only team of this decade, yep. past decade, to win a win a ring. Shout out to the Fever. All right, so uh, before we get into around the association, I'll let Hawk start getting that ready while we uh, go over this next ad read for Manscaped. Uh, I want to ask you fellas though first. You guys got the kit, the Manscaped kit. Tell me your thoughts on the Manscaped product. I mean, it's just elect- electric. I'll be honest with you, I love it. Um, personally, um, my nether regions are better. Uh, they're, it's a more cleanly environment down there. Um, I love the lawnmower. Um, there's just, I, I can't go over it enough. I'm a big fan of the deodorants and the smell good stuff. Like, it really does change my day. As you know, I'm an avid bike rider. And, uh, and having that stuff just just really just makes everything down there better and a little more uh it just feels like you can breathe a little more hawk you get that feeling as well yeah my pubes grow like three inches a day so i'm using this i'm using this at least once a day so i i can speak for like certainty they they don't go dull and and that aftershave is key as well because keeps everything clean and fresh yeah, and uh, now they're introducing the Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0. Uh, it's, it's been beautifully designed to reduce those painful nicks and tugs. This is the third generation trimmer. I'm not sure when uh, when they started, but this is their third uh, lawnmower. Um, and I got to, I mean, also just hit on the points that you guys said. It's, it's a lifesaver. So um, it's got new water-resistant technology, allows you to shave in the shower. 
Um, yeah. Are they going to send us more free ones? I hope so. Uh, let's not forget about the charging stand. Show your mower off loud and proud because this intelligently designed stand is a convenient charging dock powered by a USB, and the battery will last up to 90 minutes, so you can have an even longer shave. Um, so if you want to, you need to try this out for yourself. Get 20% off and free shipping with code armchair at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. Get 20% and free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use code armchair. Once again, your you balls will thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. Around the association, Hawk, I will shoot it over to you. It is time! <laughs> I'm just kidding. We need the music first, so restart that. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're going to keep going. Alright, let me get the music ready before I get into this. I was unprepared, even though you clearly warned me we were about to do this. Yeah, I, I said literally before. <laughs> <laughs> it's time for the Association! That's a fidget spinner. I love the fidget, fidget spinner. You guys have a keen eye. Alright, here we go. First topic of the day. 20 days from the start of the NBA season. Today. The tagline is 88 games in 15 days. Players will have access to golf six days a week. Bass fishing around the lake with a guide, but no booze, unfortunately. Manny's and Paddy's bowling, and an Animal Kingdom excursion around the park. Also, you might have seen several players bringing their gaming system, so I'm expecting that to be a big part of the, the bubble as well. Thoughts on the bubble life? What players are going to be doing? Is there going to be any sexual relations with any ladies? Is, is it just going to be strictly above the board gaming and golfing? What do you think? If you think that these guys are just going to sit there and play video games and uh, play golf and whatnot, play ping pong in their off time, you got another thing coming for you. Uh, they got other things planned, other activities planned. They've been texting with each other from other teams. They're like, yo, uh, we're in the same hotel. When are we partying? Things like that. I mean, there's going to be alcohol. There's going to be women. There might be some drugs. I don't know. Um, if you think that these guys are just going to sit there and be bored like the rest of us folks here in the United States during our quarantine time. You're crazy. Yeah, yeah I think, um, like, they, they can, I mean, the wild excursion thing could be kind of fun. I'm not really in on the bowling. I've seen their food. The food looks very iffy at best. Um, so, yeah, I'm kind of thinking... Like this seems like one of those things where like you're like when you're trying to recruit kids going to like college and you're like, well, yeah, we're going to we're going to take you to this party and you're going to get to like a tour of, you know, whatever. And then all of a sudden, like if you're one of those like top, you know, top top of the line recruits, like, yeah, you're doing all that stuff. But, you know, at the end of the night, you're going to go to a party and there's going to be like 15 girls that they've hired just to like schmooze you. Like, you know, that's going down. You know, the NBA is like. Yeah, guys, you guys aren't going to have any alcohol. <laughs> wink, wink. Yeah, no girls in this bubble. Wink, wink. Like, come on. This is the NBA, guys. Dude, James Harden is renowned for his illicit activities at bars with women that like to dance. Like, there's no way you can keep a dog out of his, out of his shed. And so, it is what it is. I think we all, there's way more than that. Yeah, a little bit of Pacers information here. They're going to be staying at the Grand Floridian Hotel, along with the 76ers, Rockets, Mavericks, Grizzlies, Nets, and Magic. Oh, no. So Hart's going to be actually in the hotel with them? That's not good. Yeah, so they're going to be, they're going to be tearing up the hotel strip club together. TJ Leaf and James Harden together partying? That's that's a lethal combo. <laughs> that's going to be wild. Tyus actually uh, posted a picture from one of his hotel rooms with a dead cockroach. So I did see also, that. A thing that's going on. That's a shame. I feel really bad for those millionaires. Yeah, the yeah. the thing was Rondo posted a photo and he's like, 
Motel 6, huh? And then he, like, put at NBA. And it's like, just looks like a regular hotel room that we've all <laughs> stayed in. Like, a nicer looking hotel room. Like, like these guys are just spoiled, man. It's like, shut up. Yeah, I mean, you knew this wasn't going to be, like, a five-star experience. What You're staying you at Disney. I mean, come on. <laughs> the first day of games will be the 30th. Uh, the Pelicans versus Jazz, Clippers, Lakers. Then the next night, we got Boston, Milwaukee, Houston, Dallas. Those games will be on ESPN and TNT. And there'll be other games on the NBA. Now, thoughts about those games? Who do you like in those games, Jake? Pelicans, Jazz, Clippers, Lakers. Pelicans, Jazz, I'll go Pelicans. Game just seems to mean more to them. Uh, Clippers, Lakers. I mean, I'm assuming the Lakers are probably getting, uh, like, foot rubs, like, in the, the cryogenic chamber things. And so I'm assuming the Lakers are probably getting better than everybody else. So I'll go Lakers. And uh, Lakers-Pelicans, is, I think, is what I'm going to go with. What do you think, Cookie? I'm going with the first game played, whatever it is. I don't know what it was. First game played, most action. Who cares it? Who cares what it is? It, it's it's basketball and it's back. That's all I care about. I don't even remember what the matchups are. When asked about social distancing this week, Rockets head coach Mike D'Antonio said, well, that's how we guard anyway. Thoughts on his comments? I mean, he's not wrong. He's not lying. I think it's always good to be self-aware, Hawk, and I think Mike D'Antoni is uh, very well aware that he doesn't care if they guard anybody. And, uh, yeah, how is James Harden going to social distance anyway? Because he's got to, like, run into people and then throw the ball at the rim so he can get free throws. So, like, this is very problematic for, for the Rockets. I love how you're just, like, trying to seductively, like, sit in the corner there. He knows, like, this is a YouTube video. He's just got to, you know, seductively just put his arm up like that. He's laying on a bed. It's just kind of well, kind of creepy. Sure. You guys want me to do one of these? Like, what do you <laughs> You look like the Luca Bagnata from Don't Have a Pet. Don't say that. I mean, there's, there's Stephanie's closer in here, and I don't want to, like, I just, I'm trying to, like, I'm trying to be comfy. Is this okay? Or is this too seductive? Yeah, that's good. All right, next time. All right. Former players that have signed over the last week. We got Jamal Charles signing with the Nets. Jamal Charles. Beasley back with the <laughs> he Nets. He needs Jamal Crawford. with the Lakers. And we got Joakim Noah with the Clippers. Will any of those guys be an impact? Did you say JR? Did you say JR Smoove? <laughs> JR Smoove. And you said Jamal. Uh, you said Jamal Charles. <laughs> Jamal Charles, did I? Yeah. I meant Jamal Crawford. What if Jamal Charles signed with the Nets? Do you think they'd be better or worse? They'd probably be better. I mean... And also there was a video of Jokic lost 40 pounds, and he looks so different. It's unbelievable how skinny he's gotten. But he is stuck in his country because he can't get out right now, so that is also a problem. Pretty much what the Nets are doing, it's kind of like the replacements, that football movie... They're just hiring these guys that have been on the streets. They have some basketball experience. Obviously, Jamal Crawford, uh, you know, a stud player in the league for several years. But uh, I'm not trying to diminish that. But uh, he's been out of the league for a reason. He's over 40. Yeah, he might come out there and drop 40 points on, you know, 35 shots. But, um, uh, you know, it is it is what it is. I, uh, I don't think – I think the Nets will be pretty interesting to watch. I think yeah, Jamal, if anybody loses to the Nets, they should automatically have to leave the bubble. I think Jamal Crawford has worn more NBA jerseys than Hawk wore, has worn hats in this video. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think is crazy, but I think it's true. Like, why? Yeah, I, I think, think it's, it's close. close. I have a question for you guys. Why, why is no one signing Isaiah Thomas? Like, I know he's not what he was or anything, but, like. It doesn't like, make any game. sense. Yeah, for like eight games, like four. Sure. I would take. Why would Jamal Crawford get signed before Isaiah Thomas? It makes no sense. Why would Michael Beasley get signed? No sense. <laughs> crazy. Anyways, go ahead, Hawk. I was just—he was just a guy that I was like, you know what? You could throw a—you could throw a dart at him, and he has some—he has some talent left. It's, I mean, whatever. I think the answer is the Nets just are one of those teams that wants to get in and get out. I don't yeah. think they expect to do anything with the way they're set up. They so don't I, care. I think Zach Thomas would be a, a way in the other direction, maybe possibly competing. Maybe that's why. All right, last one I got. 
It's kind of it's, it's a little more serious than we've talked about, but it's not really serious at all at the same time. Tori Miller became the first woman G League GM for the Atlanta Skyhawks after spending last season as the assistant. This would spark a debate. How long, if you had to guess, until one of these women break through to either coach or GM of a team? And how bad will the media frenzy be that follows? Coach, I'm saying at least once one of there'll be at least one in the next five years gm at least one in the nba in the next 10 years jake i think that's a okay i think that's a tad i like i get why chris is saying that um i think the coach i i think the gm will come for the coach becky hammond becky hammond will get a job in the next five years 100%. 100%. I think logistically speaking, though, and maybe I'm wrong because everyone says, I mean, I've never been around Becky Hammer when she's trying to coach, obviously, but everyone talks very highly of her. I haven't been there, but I just think, like, the GM stuff, I think the way GM jobs are trending, where it's a lot more analytical and whatnot, I could see a girl breaking through or a female breaking through, like, next year. I mean, if she's the best candidate next year, I think coaching. There's way more that goes into it. There's way more to the equation. And I feel like it's such a boys club coaching where I think it would be easier to break through as an executive. So I think I think within 10 years, we'll see one breakthrough in either coach or executive. I think Chris Highlight's right. I think we're all saying, like, I think Becky Hammond is the, the, the name we go. But I think, I think it would be easier to break through as an executive. Yeah, I think either of them is going to have an uphill battle, whichever happens first, just because I think the media is going to put so much pressure on it. And then Twitter, I mean, there's going to be a lot of inappropriate things said, I'm sure of it. So that's just going to be that's going to be a wild time for the Internet. I don't know if the Internet's ready for something like that. No. Um, I got one more. I got one more thing here before we close. So back kind of to the Oladipo situation, not about Oladipo. Uh, So NBA is coming back. That means that Hawks Aztec bat bet is back, baby. And guess what? Oladipo sits. Oladipo sits. Sumner gets more minutes and 15 points. I think he's got a shot. Eight games to do it plus the playoffs. I think it happens. So the best, listen, mark my words, the best time for this to happen, we, we need the Pacers to solidify their seed early. And then all of a sudden, Sumner is going to get like a game or two where he gets like 35 minutes. And we are going to need all the reps can get. They're not going to put Sumner in as, as little as they can. He's not. He's a non-issue, non-factor in my opinion. <laughs> I mean, they gotta they gotta play him. Ah, uh, we'll see. We'll see. He sucks. <laughs> he hasn't been able to score 15 all year. He's not going to score 15 at the eight game. I'm telling you what. <laughs> so you like your odds then? I love my odds. I've loved my odds all season. I've said it from the jump. He's and not you got to promise, though, if we ever get to that point, kind of like we did, I can't remember what game it was, but it was several months ago, I think January or February, if we get to that point where he's close, you have to live stream again. Oh, yeah. I think he had nine and a half, and we were like, oh, it's over. And yeah, <laughs> he just didn't score again. He, yeah, he, he, had like nine, again. he had nine in the first half, and then I think he had maybe two in the second half. So. <laughs> Cook. Yeah. Do we play either? Do we play? I know we play them, but do we play either the Suns or the Wizards late in this eight game thing? I think they're both early. Damn it, dude! I was hoping, dude. I was hoping for the Washington Wizards last game. We've already, we already know where we're going to be at in the playoffs. Not like they won't play defense. The summer goes off. Like that is the dream. It's not happening. We'll see what happens. Just another storyline going in. I wanted to make sure that we didn't drop the ball on that. I didn't want you to think you got away with it. You've probably been sitting at home for the last four months, you know, just doing one of those evil grins, thinking you got past this, thinking we forgot. We certainly didn't do that. So I just wanted to make sure you're reminded. Yeah. All right. So uh, that's going to wrap up this episode of the Born Ready to Pod podcast. Uh, We're just, I think, three weeks out from NBA basketball. MLB is coming back a lot sooner than that. Uh, and then hopefully NFL's coming back in August or in September as scheduled. Love the plethora amount of plethora uh, amount of hats, excuse me, that you have. Um, 
And that's all I got for you guys today. So that's going to wrap up this episode of Born Ready to Pod podcast. We will see you guys very, very soon. See ya. See you in the Madden off. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.